and uh, all the roads they lead to teaching and i think that uh, my uh, main goal in life is to become a perfect teacher and uh, currently i'm occupied with uh, teaching with my school and you know actually it's a good source to teach people about everything that i want This podcast shows that Ukraine is not what foreigners see on television. In reality, Ukrainian people are much better, much more interesting and friendly than other people expect. This podcast is about the real life, experiences, work and personalities of Ukrainian people with a focus on the capital Kiev so that foreigners discover the positive truth about Ukraine hear the voices of Ukrainians, visit the country and invest in the economy, creating more opportunities for the younger Ukrainian generations to stay and build their country. Hello, my name is Aziz and I have a deep connection with Ukraine. My grandfather volunteered in 1987 to help liquidate the Chernobyl chemical radiation because he believed in humanity. He was a real hero for me, and even though he struggled with cancer after that for the rest of his life, he always told me many great things about Ukraine and its people. Then, from 2018 to 2019, for two years, I began working with UNICEF in Ukraine to build orphanages for the children who lost their families in the war. I could not return to Ukraine in 2020 because of COVID-19. So this project is my volunteer work to help Ukraine. And thank you all so much for the support. This podcast now is ranking number one on Apple Podcasts about Ukraine, top 100 travel podcasts in Switzerland, top 60 travel podcasts in the United Kingdom, top 60 in Norway, top 30 in Italy, top 30 in the Netherlands, top 30 in Spain. Top 25 travel podcasts on Apple Russia, top 20 on Apple Poland, and top 10 in South Korea. So please keep supporting, listening, and follow the new Instagram that I created about 30 days ago about this project, Aziz.Future. My guest today, and it's a pleasure, is Irina Polyakova. Irina is 27 years old, born in Kherson. She studied language interpretation and translation in Odessa, then received a master's degree in the same field from the Kherson State University. She worked as a, an instructor and translator at Intetics Ukraine, then as an assistant general manager at Asset Management Plus in Switzerland, then as a CFO executive assistant intern to Tech Zurich, then Blum Consulting, and then as a team lead for European Virtual Assistant Eva, EVA, then a sales assistant to the sales directors of CloudMade in Germany and in Japan. And she is now the proud owner of IP Schola, an educational online project that exists since May 2018. The goal is to create an affordable, comfortable, effective platform 
for study in foreign languages, specifically English, Spanish, and Greek, using innovative methodologies and approaches. She is also a yoga teacher. She adores various kinds of yoga and publishes guided meditations on her Instagram channel from time to time. Her hobbies include long-distance running, sports, reading, cooking, and traveling. She has visited 11 countries so far, and her favorite place is Greece, where she returned and traveled multiple times. Irina, how are you today? Hello, Abdulaziz. Thank you for introducing me. I'm pretty fine today. It's quite cold in Kiev. In the morning, I went to my workout and now busy working. <laughs> Wonderful. So let's go there because Olga Nechaeva, who is a champion in gymnastics, what she said is human beings are lazy, but she has to force herself so that she keeps her habit of always working out and taking care of her body. So you, and I imagine it's like those Rocky Balboa or other boxer scenes where they wake up in Philadelphia in the early morning and it's snow or very cold and they run. And even when they breathe, the breath is cloudy and everything. <laughs> so to ask you, what really motivates you to work out in the morning and to go when it's cold when before you work out it's like that pain of before going when it's so cold for your morning workout actually it's pain before during and after the workout but i think that the main secret of doing this is just just the self-organization and some schedule that you have every day and you just cannot like stop doing it because it's your habit it's your everyday life and uh, i can say that um, actually i do not need any motivation to make myself do something because uh, i just like doing it and i know that i need to do it for my health for my good mood and that's it that's how it goes on actually oh tell me about that for your good mood so did you have periods in your life where you didn't do yoga and you didn't work out and your mood was not so good? And can you compare how it was then compared to your mood these days and now after meditation and yoga and working out? You know, frankly speaking, I'm doing sports as long as I remember myself because the first time I visited gym with my mother, I was maybe 11 years old. And um, like the sport uh, exists, in, exists in my life, like forever, I guess. But of course, I had some periods when uh, my mood wasn't so optimistic, wasn't so great. I just uh, tried not to react to it. I just understood that, okay, today I have bad mood. So maybe I should um, try to treat myself with something. Maybe I should relax. I tried to understand why my mood was not so good. And um, of course, now when I face such troubles, face such issues, I try to think, first of all, uh, what's going on in my life. Maybe I have too much work. Maybe I have too much stress. And of course, yoga and meditation helps uh, to work um, with this uh, stuff. 
But um, I can't say that my life is uh, overstressed. Uh, I always tend to have some balance. Uh, I can't say that I'm like fighting with myself, you know, every day. I just try to feel uh, myself, to understand my emotions, my state of health, and uh, work on, on it if I have some problems. Thank you. And that reminds me that in... Uh psychology one of the signs of maturity is called self-soothing where for example a baby if it's crying you it needs someone to hug it in order to feel good but an adult if they don't feel good they do something for themselves to make themselves feel better and therefore for you the workout and all those things that you enjoy that enhance your mood that's your way to be a mature person that doesn't need a hug from mommy, but <laughs> <laughs> you just get the pain of the workout before and during and after, like you mentioned, and that is the hug <laughs> that you need. And to ask you then, something that seems to me to be a bit of a contradiction, and please correct me, because it seems to me that you are someone very organized and that you like a life where there are expected routines in a way you follow it you do everything which shows because if you go basically in psychology of course there are we people and i people and i'm not commenting on that but there are people who are very organized and they like routine but there are people who like excitement and adventure all the time and you travel a lot so you enjoy adventure so to me it seems a contradiction that you're a highly organized routine-based progressive person in that way but you like adventure you like spirituality you like such things so how do you combine both and how does your brain work about this <laughs> it's that's a good question thank you i guess that the answer is that uh, i'm an extroverted introvert <laughs> you know uh, that um, i changed during my life of course everyone changes and um, there are periods when I tend to routine, like um, I really adore when I have uh, the schedule that is full of some activities. And it can be actually the same every day. Uh, but I like it because uh, I can say that my life is really interesting and cool. And I, I like the love that uh, I like the, the life that I live. Uh, and um, of course, there are some periods uh, when I want some changes, when I want some unplanned things, like the traveling, for example, when you travel somewhere, you always open something new for you. Uh, and of course, there are some things uh, that we cannot predict, yeah, that we cannot control in our lives. And sometimes it um, destabilizes destabilizes you yeah you you lose uh, this control and of course firstly you can feel not as usual yeah you can feel that something is going wrong but you need to wait a little bit because life usually understands better what we need and uh, all the changes are always for the best i guess so this is my opinion on this I agree with you that life gives us what we need, not what we want, which is now what you said is very, very fascinating. So I don't know whether you're an ambivert 
or a fake extrovert. <laughs> but to understand that a bit more, imagine that you had more money than Elon Musk. Now we don't say Bill Gates anymore. <laughs> so <laughs> it's funny, but <laughs> Elon Musk. And now rich too, and you have peace in the world and everything is perfect. So you don't need to do accomplish anything. And you could design in that situation a perfect day for you that will give you exactly the perfect emotions you feel. What would be that schedule? Or maybe it will be spontaneous, but what would be a way for you to describe that perfect day for you? So I understand whether you'll be more introverted activities choosing or <laughs> you'll choose more extroverted activities. <laughs> Okay, that sounds... And the weather is perfect, look. Yeah. So you don't say, oh, it's winter, but let's say it's your perfect weather too. <laughs> Actually, I, I don't have a perfect weather. I like uh, all the weather, I can say. Okay, so back to your question. Mm, first of all, I can't say that money like will change a lot in my life. Uh, I think money is, is not like the goal. Money is a good source of doing something. And um, let's imagine the situation that I'm <laughs> richer, richer than uh, Elon Musk. Uh, maybe I would buy a house uh, somewhere in the forest uh, where I can find only me and my husband. <laughs> that would be nice. Uh, so I can do a lot of activities uh, that I want to focus on. Uh, maybe... Mm, I won't change a lot in my routine because I find it uh, perfectly well for me. Uh, maybe I would spend more money on my education or on some courses because I'm really addicted to <laughs> doing some courses. Uh, and currently I'm doing one course um, for my English teaching. Uh, I'm doing CELTA of Cambridge University. That's quite interesting. Uh, maybe I would spend more money on my education. And, um, you know, um, I can say that um, now in my life, I'm very um, focused on volunteering. Uh, this is the stuff that uh, makes me interested in waking up every day. Uh, so I feel uh, very enthusiastic about volunteering, especially if we speak about um, volunteering for animals. Uh, I'm supporting several foundations in Kiev, um, and um, I think that this is a very good initiative and um, how we can help, we can try to change something in our governmental system. Yes, yeah, so everything starts from this. If we have some laws and rules and people stick to these laws and rules, and um, with this we can change something. And uh, this is very important and uh, the country is also changing right now, especially in Kyiv. We have a lot of um, different initiatives um, based on volunteering. And uh, I think that I would uh, spend uh, more time on such things. And I think I will actually in my real life, yeah, <laughs> uh, continue doing it and maybe um, uh, my so sad campaign would become bigger because I'm trying to use my social media accounts like Instagram accounts uh, to um, make people aware of what's happening every day. Uh, how can we help actually? Uh, how can we change something? I think that's, that's very important. Uh, that's it.
That is a wonderful thought and initiative. And I recommend to you, one of the guests was Tatiana. She's uh, the founder of Prosteer, where she teaches how teachers how to have really exciting, interesting online classes uh, in using the brain and the science of the brain. And it's a very cool project. And then to ask you, because I want to dive deeper, if you had in a, some theoretical situation to say, which one of these do you love more? And I know all are important for you. It, courses and your addiction for courses or animals and like love of animals or political reform and change. Let's say you only could do one and then the rest, you will never be able to do it for the rest of your life. <laughs> you know, it's evil, evil question. Yeah. So which one would you choose if you had no choice but to only choose one? Mm, okay, that's quite difficult. Uh, but uh, the answer is on the surface for me right now. Uh, you know, I had a lot of um, job roles in my life. And uh, all the roads, they lead to teaching. And I think that uh, my uh, main goal in life is to become a perfect teacher. And uh, currently, I'm occupied with uh, teaching with my school. And, you know, actually, it's a good source to teach people about everything that I want uh, like to uh, create in my life. So I can teach people of... Um, I don't know. I can teach people how to um, sort uh, rubbish, yeah, like this old plastic stuff or the ecological stuff. I can teach people uh, how to become more attentive to animals or some homeless people. I can teach people uh, how we can change uh, something in our politic political system, yeah. So I think that I would choose uh, my school, uh, my main occupation, uh, and. Uh, I can actually <laughs> try to mix uh, this teaching with all other activities that I adore. <laughs> so cunning I am, right? <laughs> I love that answer. And now I have to ask you, you said become yeah. a great teacher. So for you, what is the meaning of a perfect teacher or a great teacher? And what is something that you don't have yet that is means you're not yet the perfect teacher? Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, for me, a perfect teacher is a person who is constantly trying to develop himself or herself. Uh, this is like the continuing learning because the world is changing all the time and we as professionals, as experts, we need to adapt. Uh, to this um, a perfect teacher is a person who has empathy who has um, emotional intelligence uh, who is friendly yeah and um, this is the person who can see what the student needs yeah and uh, what are the str strengths what are the weaknesses of the person and um, you know, in my practice, I noticed that all the people are different. Everyone studies in different ways. So you need to adapt your materials. You need to adapt your uh, schedule to, to the people. 
and uh, to find the best um, strategy for them. Uh, I think that, of course, I have um, a lot from these uh, things that you, that I mentioned uh, before. Uh, and of course, I think um, good enough is never enough. So I, I try to uh, develop myself every day. Uh, I'm really a hardworking person. And uh, maybe work and my job is my comfort zone. And, um, you know, every day uh, you wake up and uh, I, can't, I can't think that... Okay, today I'm like 100% um, know everything. No, it's, it's, it's a no-go. Uh, I never, you know, as, um, uh, how to say, the more you know, the more you understand that you know nothing, actually. And uh, there is always a lot of uh, space uh, for self-development. And uh, from my CELTA courses, uh, I can understand that I still do not, a do not know a lot. And uh, that's really cool because this keeps me motivated and uh, enthusiastic about what I can do in my future. That, that's really great, I assume. As the French say, tu ne sais pas si bien dire, which means that you don't know how well you're saying what you're saying. Because I remember Warren Buffett said, that now he knows 2% about what is there to know about business. <laughs> so I guess if he knows 2%, for us, if it's 0.2% when we're his age, it's like a masterpiece of a life. And to ask you then a bit more, because this is wonderful and teaching is something that is really valuable for you. So to ask you, when was that first moment that you discovered the power of teaching and you thought, wow, I love this. Maybe it was in your childhood. Maybe your mom who took you to the gym is also a teacher or something. Or how, what comment or beginning to this teaching career when you chose, this is what I will be doing for the rest of my life because this is something I love and is important for me. Okay, I exactly remember this situation. Uh, so my parents, uh, they are like saint people, <laughs> I can say. Uh, they uh, focused on my education since the very beginning of it. And um, they really wanted me to uh, become a good um, expert. And I remember, actually, my mom uh, always uh, tells this story when we have some family reunions or something like this. And she says, uh, she said that um, once uh, she went to the kindergarten to uh, take me home, and um, she went into the room where like all the children were doing something like playing and so on, and she heard the silence, like nobody was speaking, and uh, it wasn't the time for sleep, actually, it was like um, close to the evening when all the parents gather their children. And uh, so there was silence, and she entered the room and saw me in the center of uh, the children, so there was like a circle around me, and everyone was uh, listening to the book that I was reading at that moment. And um, maybe at that moment, um, she understood that uh, I think to connect my life uh, with um, some teaching. 
So I think that was the moment uh, when she understood that and then told me like after some period of time and I uh, understood that also. I love that. So you're more also of a leader. What would you say is the difference between teaching and leading? And are you also someone with a lot of leadership quality and you enjoy that? Or do you view them to be two different things? What is your comment? Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I can say that I'm a leader and uh, I'm not a team worker. For me, it's very difficult to work in the team because, um, um, you know, I'm like juggling with all this stuff and all activities. I do everything very quickly uh, because I have like um, a structure in my brain. I need to do this after that and to that after that and so on and uh, it was very difficult for me to work in the office when uh, like your activities are um, when they depend on some others activities and of course there is a big difference between a leader and the teacher teacher should have uh, leadership skills uh, but um, teaching is more about not the teacher not the personality of the teacher but it's more about the students so the I think that the education should be more student-centered, not uh, teacher-centered. Uh, and um, all the teachers should understand this. And um, you need to like, stop being a leader sometimes. Uh, you need to um, allow your student to become a leader and uh, like become uh, responsible for his or her uh, education and uh, learning English or other languages. Thank you. And in all your answers, I actually hear two different things. I hear that you put things into categories as well as you speak about processes. So I want to make sure, are you someone who is really in a small detail and you try to make every detail perfect? Or are you someone who thinks in large, bigger picture and then the details, that's not really too much for you, but you make them uh, just because it's necessary to arrive to that big picture goal or both since you said i'm an introvert and an extrovert mm -hmm. maybe you are also a strategist and a tactician at the same time which is rare but why not <laughs> uh, you know uh, it's very difficult to be a strategist being a woman i think because like uh, women are some chaotic creatures <laughs> i cannot say about uh, everyone but uh, in general like my friends and uh, me yeah, I had uh, some like perfectionist uh, time in my life and uh, that's not good because it can lead you to the emotional burnout, I, I, I think. And, um, you know, when I have a goal, uh, it can be like a big goal, medium goal, uh, small goal, I tend to break it into small pieces, like to see some measurable steps that I need to achieve. And uh, uh, I do not try to make things perfect. Actually, like, perfect is different for everyone. Uh, I try to meet uh, my expectations or, like, the expectations or of other people who are involved in this process. I think that being good is better uh, than, uh, like, striving to some perfection. Because if you try to make something perfect, 
you won't reach your goal. You would be occupied in some minor processes that are in fact irrelevant. And I think that um, having some balance, yeah, uh, trying to achieve uh, your goal step by step would be better than to focus only on one step, uh, make it perfect, but like you, you won't achieve the main goal that you have. So this is like a waste of your time, a waste of time of your life, actually. So this is uh, my opinion on this point. I love that. It reminds me of one of my favorite, very short books by Dan Sullivan called The 80% Approach, where he mm-hmm. says almost or exactly what you say, make every step 80% good enough and move on so that you achieve more in life because being prolific often is more beneficial than spending like one of those artists who spends 10 years to make one album. Well, yes, but if you make 10 albums and you have 100 songs, statistically, at least two or three will be masterpieces. But if you spend 10 years to make 10 masterpieces, you probably will not make it and your people will forget you. So you'll be just some guy. We're like, who was that guy? I remember his name, but I'm not sure. (laughs) So it's not good. And now I have to ask you, because this is important. Multiple guests, especially Ukrainian uh, the girls, they said that the Ukrainian girls often have a very serious face, even if inside they are full of emotions. And you said you are a chaotic woman and many of your girlfriends are. So to generalize it, one, what do you mean with chaotic? Can you explain a bit more? Second, do you have a face that shows a lot of emotions or it's serious even if inside you are chaotic? And if you can comment on the chaotic nature of Ukrainian women in general, for people who might not know, especially you lived in Switzerland, so maybe you can compare Swiss people or women to uh, Ukrainians. Okay. Uh, actually, I didn't live in Switzerland. Uh, I worked um, online, uh, so it was uh, work from home office. And uh, my director and his home is his company was uh, based in Switzerland. So uh, I uh, haven't visited Switzerland uh, so far, but I'm planning to do it. Uh, and uh, okay, it- Greek women and Ukrainian women. <laughs> I know, I'm sure you're like the popular girl in Greece with many friends. (laughs) Okay, so uh, I will start with um, maybe chaotic women, what I mean um, saying this. Um, You know, me and uh, like my girlfriends, uh, we love a lot of things. Or I have a lot of hobbies and, you know, um, I'm usually occupied with one thing and then I change my mind and I go to another thing. Like yesterday I wanted to do a cooking course. I did it. And now I want to do a literature course and I finished this and now I want to do some other course and so on. And this is what I meant by uh, chaotic. Yeah. So um, I cannot focus on uh, one thing except for my teaching actually. And because I want to know more and more, I want to try more and more. And this is uh, for me like a chaotic um, um, state of mind, uh, like in comparison with my husband who is always Uh, focused on one thing so he has one hobby he has one job and uh, that's okay for him he is like expert in doing this and uh, i'm not an expert in anything but i want to try everything you know 
uh, that's it and uh, if we speak about <laughs> my face like if, if it is uh, too serious all the time you know uh, when i'm working i have an extremely serious face and my husband usually takes pictures of it and laughs <laughs> and then shows me these pictures and i'm like saying oh my gosh i have such serious face you know i'm like i would be even afraid to approach this uh, woman if i see it <laughs> if i see her and um, that's only when i'm working and usually in my um, everyday life uh, i use um, a lot of gestures i use a lot of mimics and um, so i i think that's <laughs> my face is like uh, i don't know like um picture of some um, surrealist painter <laughs> it's uh, like you know uh, this uh, actress um, i don't remember her name it's the daenerys from the game of thrones and you remember these memes uh, going on the net about her brows <laughs> so maybe i have something uh, same with my face as she has actually that's it Yes, Emilia Clark. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And <laughs> this is wonderful. Now I have to ask another cruel question. <laughs> if for the rest of your life, because it helps me understand you much, much better. If for the rest of your life, you can learn everything you wish and teach all the information you wish, but you cannot do any sports or yoga or physical activities, or you can go with your husband to a house in the forest and you do workouts and yoga and movement all day, but no internet and nobody to teach, which one would be the choice? <laughs> That's very cruel, extremely cruel. It's like the division of the mind and the body, actually. Uh, but, you know, um, I think that your body is extremely important, uh, like feeling good, all this hormone stuff. Uh, but I think that I would prefer... Uh, I would choose my mind because, um, uh, okay, let's uh, take, for example, the scientist that was uh, in this uh, veil, uh, wheelchair, yeah, uh, but he created the, this device, yeah, that uh, could help him uh, speak, yeah, so he um, used his brain uh, to transform his thoughts into the speech so it was quite um, cool stuff to do uh, to create uh, and i think that i would choose my mind because uh, your mind is like the universe it has uh, no boundaries so you can do uh, whatever you want. wait wait i know this is beautiful but i have to ask yeah. you because i don't know and you said this and you spoke about Stephen Hawking, yeah. who is wonderful. But, okay, do you like very much people's minds? I, I know it's a weird question to say, and I have to ask, okay, okay, uh, three things. If when you meet people, you, you're probably observant. Can I say that, yes or yeah, no? Of course. Okay, so maybe you observe people based, okay, do they like work out and have a fit body that's one and then their energy do they have good friendly energy like you mentioned one of the characteristics of a perfect teacher and you do yoga etc do they do you feel their aura and energy etc and when you speak that to them you 
understand a bit about their mind, correct? Mm, okay, so uh, the, the question was... No, I didn't about... ask a question. No, I didn't <laughs> ask a question first, but I'm saying, do you notice these three things? Yeah, of course, of course. Okay, if you had to choose two and one that will be negative, so which one, if like a person, do you think is an amazing person, but one of them they had to lose, the mind the energy or the fitness which one would you choose and also do you sometimes like really like people's minds and think oh my god i love this person's brain mm -hmm. and personality and therefore i feel interested to always know them and speak to them i'm asking this only because of something very specific which is i'm believing more and more that okay some people might connect on an energy level or vibration or whatever and they don't even need to speak to feel good they can be silent together and and feel friendly and connected or some people they just like to go escalate a mountain together and do a lot of adventures and activities to feel on the same wavelength mm -hmm. or some people just love deep conversations and they cannot stop and they connect on that level so to understand you which one of these three do you find yourself most interested in connecting with people on? If you had to choose one now, it's even more cruel, not two. Okay, clear. I understood, you know. Okay, uh, I think that... Um, okay, the feeling of connection is really cool, but I think that I would choose, uh, like, my soulmate. Yeah, and uh, for me, it's enough to have one person for deep conversations or for... Uh, feeling like the same flow yeah emotional or mental uh, I don't need a lot of people to like feel something special actually I can feel something special alone so um, of course I adore people the personalities there are a lot of uh, amazing people in the world uh, but I think that uh, maybe I would choose uh, my soulmate and that would be enough for me I don't know what that means. What does it mean to you, soulmate? Because that's a very, like you said, each person learns in a way that is different and they require a different schedule. Well, mm -hmm. each person will say the meaning of soulmate in a very unique way. And it's not the question I ask, but this is interesting. So what is to you the meaning of soulmate and how do you know that? Um, okay. Uh, I can say that... Uh... The soulmate in my life is my husband and uh, for me the soulmate is the person whom you can understand without saying anything like saying words so you even do not need to communicate orally to understand each other uh, it's the person with whom uh, you feel extremely well not speaking just uh, going somewhere like keeping silence uh, this is the person with whom you have uh, same interests so uh, or maybe if you do not have the person will uh, try to um, like this activity that that you like or for example you will try to uh, like this activity that your soulmate likes it's about um, some sharing your interests uh, of course the soulmate is a person who uh, shares the opinions or views on some uh, big things or small things 
uh, everyday stuff. That's the soulmate for me. It's it's very different. wonderful. Yeah. Okay. It's not. It's very clear. It's that person or whoever. And okay, a small question. Did you feel that straight away when you met your husband or did it develop over time? But that's a question that you can answer small. And the mm -hmm. second one, which is also not a cruel one, and I have to understand, which is if you could teach only yoga and meditation forever, but nothing else, or you can teach only languages, but no yoga and meditation and <laughs> reform or anything, which one would be the choice that your heart will prefer. Okay, uh, good. So regarding the first question, uh, yes, I can say that I felt it from the very beginning. Uh, so I can remember exactly the moment when I met my husband. And, um, you know, it didn't take us a lot of time to uh, become friends. Uh, we just uh, everything happened very quickly and we started like living together maybe from the second months of our relationship and uh, I, I just can't imagine my life without him right now and regarding the second question it's also again very tricky one um, I really adore uh, yoga and meditation it's a big part of my life but I can say that my heart would choose uh, the languages. So this is the stuff that um, I adore and uh, uh, I, I cannot imagine my life. Yes, it and also. if it was one language, which one would it, if it oh, was one it's, language, it's would difficult. it be Greek or would it be? Uh, yeah, I, I can say that maybe I would choose Greek. Yeah, because, you know, uh, English is very... It's very cool for business and this is like it is really in demand uh, right now in in the world and it would be i guess but greek is um, something um i don't know this is the thing that um, i really adore and um, maybe i would choose greek yeah so this is some stuff that uh, <laughs> uh, I wow can, uh, now i, I, I am cannot leave fascinated yeah. Right. When was the first moment you discovered your love for the Greek language? <laughs> I have a very cool story about this. Uh, when I went to my university, I wanted to become a German uh, language teacher. But it happened um, that I was... Uh, I found myself in a group uh, with English and Greek languages. And I even visited my dean uh, asking to move me to another group with a German language. Uh, and uh, she, she told me, Ira, I think that you would come later and say thank you to me. And actually it happened like this because um, I had an amazing teacher. Uh, her name is Nanushka. And she made me love Greek, really. She is uh, from Athens. And um, uh, I, I uh, had an opportunity when I was a student, I had an opportunity to visit Greece for three times for the summer programs. And each summer, uh, while uh, other students were in Ukraine uh, doing some stuff, I visited <laughs> Greece and studied language there and had uh, a lot of opportunities to travel inside the country. And uh, that really made me adore Greece and the people of it. 
Tell me more. Do you have a story or a memory from Greece that really made you adore the people and the country? Mm -hmm. uh, you know, this uh, when you arrive uh, to Greece, it starts from the air that you breathe. So it's like it's different uh, than in any other country. Maybe it's only for me. But uh, last year we went there with my husband and he noticed that also he wasn't even allergic uh, in Greece because usually in Kyiv uh, he feels some energy during the blooming season. And um, it starts from the people because uh, all the times I visited Greece, I didn't have any problems with the people. Like, uh, they are always very friendly. They want to help you. And um, I had not a very good story. Uh, I When I first time arrived uh, to Athens, uh, we rented one flat. And um, it was, like, we agreed um, to do it um, online. So it wasn't, like, the woman we know. Uh, and we uh, went to this flat and it was not of good state and uh, we were shocked so it was um, my uh, colleague and me like the student uh, we studied together and we were shocked because it was very dirty and uh, very strange uh, furniture in that flat and we were young like 19 years old and we went to the neighbors of this flat and these were two pensioners and you know what they did? They allowed us uh, to stay at their flat for one night. They uh, ordered the cleaning lady that came and um, cleaned everything in that flat. And um, they agreed uh, with the landlord of that flat we were supposed to live at. Uh, and like we didn't pay anything, uh, we um, really had cool relationship with uh, those pensioners later. They even took us uh, to their country house close to the sea, you know. And each time I come to Athens, I uh, meet with these people and I really adore that family. And um, it's, it was really cool that it happened like, like that. That's a wonderful story. And I'm thinking yes people really are what makes any country special and this is why this podcast is about the people of ukraine because that is really the gold in any country and i'm wondering did you do some difficult yoga poses near uh, some of the ruins or in <laughs> athens etc and you filled your own photos with all kinds of cool things or is that something that you're not really into because i imagine you as a person who works a lot on her social media that will be a very interesting and perfect opportunity to mix yoga with the culture from greece <laughs> uh, that's a good question uh you know um, of course i have a lot of photos with some asanas uh, of mine but for me yoga is not about like instagram or some social media stuff i think uh, for me yoga is about uh, inner work uh, and um, i do have some photos from greece uh, doing some asanas but i think uh, they are not like complex ones uh, because when i was in greece i was focused not not on yoga but on the country itself so it was about greece not about me and yoga 
uh, and uh, maybe the next time when uh, when I travel to Greece, I will uh, think about this. I will. Oh, Abdulaziz told me <laughs> that this would be nice. So maybe I will take a picture and send it to you. <laughs> yes, tag me in there because it's my idea. <laughs> so he okay. made me do it. It's, I'm not one of those Coachella girls or whatever. <laughs> you know that stereotype where they will destroy some place just to take Instagram <laughs> photos. Say so it's my fault. And then, again, this is beautiful. You said yoga is about inner work and meditation as well. And I have to ask, really, two things. How long have you been doing all kinds of inner work? Because that is important. And second, what changes in yourself did you notice? Because you have been working out all your life, like you said. So you have been using sports to balance your hormones and mood. So what extra difference did meditation and yoga add to your own psychological balance and the way that you're spiritual, etc.? Mm -hmm. uh, okay, so uh, I've been doing yoga and meditation since I was uh, 18 years old. Uh, of course, at the beginning, it was like some childish stuff. I bought some book with uh, main asanas and tried to do them at uh, my room, at my parents' house when I was uh, visiting them. Uh, but uh, maybe like more serious work uh, started when I uh, became more mature. Maybe it was like five years ago. Uh, I really um, like uh, yoga nidra. This is the type of yoga when you do some physical activities for 15 minutes and then you are just lying uh, in um, one pose, uh, like horizontal pose, uh, shavasana style, you know. Uh, and um, you keep this position for 40 minutes minimum. And... Uh, you try not to sleep. You try to balance between consciousness and uh, sleeping state. And this is the state that um, makes you feel differently. It helps you to understand some things that you cannot catch every day. Uh, so this is really a good um, opportunity to understand something more about you, about yourself. Wait, about wait. Example. Yeah. No, really, tell me, what kind of example, one or two things in the five years mm -hmm. you understood about yourself because of meditation and yoga? Mm -hmm. Okay, actually, it's about like uh, finding yourself, understanding who you really are. I think a lot of people have this um, process, yeah. Uh, they are trying to understand uh, who they are. And it really helped me um, to catch that, like maybe um, like 25% understanding of uh, who I am. And um, when you find yourself in meditation and um, you can actually make self-analysis of some situations that happen to you. For example, uh, like last week you quarreled with uh, your friend and you feel angry at him like you feel nervous about the situation and then you can try to meditate and during this meditation you can understand that actually you are not angry at your friend you're angry at 
you, yourself because your friend was just the mirror of your actions. And this is like, um, you know, visiting a psychiatric, but it's like uh, the psychiatric is you. And during the meditation, uh, like focusing on your uh, breathing, you can understand uh, such things. Thank you. And this is wonderful because although you're an introvert, you're like also somewhat of a social person. So to ask you then about Ukraine and the people of Ukraine, if you were to describe how are Ukrainian people, how is Ukraine, how is Kiev as well compared to uh, Kherson, what would you say? Okay. Uh, you know, it took me some time to fall in love with Kiev because um, at the beginning I didn't like the city. It was too noisy for me because uh, before moving to Kiev, I lived uh, in Odessa. And this is like the resort city with the sea, you know, people are friendly, slow. Uh, but in Kiev, uh, people are extremely intelligent. People are extremely hardworking. Uh, people are always busy, you know, but uh, uh, you can find something good in this business, actually. And uh, I can say that now I really adore the city and um, I don't want to move anywhere right now uh, because I like Kiev and uh, you can have a lot of opportunities there. You can find a lot of initiatives and you can find really good friends in this city. Thank you. And I have to ask, because in the text as well as here, I think you use the word adore a lot, and not many people do. Yes, you use, you use the word like, and some people say love, but adore is a bit different to you. What is the meaning of adore personally, or is it a word that you found and you're like, ah, I want to be special, so I'll begin <laughs> using it, and then it became a habit? Actually, you know, I uh, do not express a lot of feelings and emotions every day, but when I express them, I try to express them greatly. So adore is my favorite word, I can say. I do not like to uh, use like and love and um, fancy, you know, but adore is totally my word, I think. <laughs> No, tell me more. I didn't know or think that you don't express emotions every day. Tell me more about that. <laughs> I do not know what to answer. I, it's just like the way I do. <laughs> That's it. So, um... so now when you're working, you have a serious face. And when you're not working, you have a serious face. That's what I imagine. Yeah. <laughs> When I'm not working, I have an adore face, you know, extremely enthusiastic about what I do, not only work. <laughs> That's it. Yes, wonderful. It was a great interview. And to finish, I wish for two things. One, if there is any advice that touches your heart that you wish to share with the world, please share it and tell more about your school as well as where people can follow you on social media and where they can learn more about the IP Scuola. Mm -hmm, thank you. Okay, uh, my advice would be the next. Um, I really want people uh, not to stop. Uh, I want people not to give up. I want people 
always um, to be enthusiastic about learning something new uh, at any age. It's okay if you are 20 and you want to start something new. It's okay when you are 55 and you want to uh, start something new. I can say that the self-development is really, really important in our lives. But the thing is, which is uh, more important is love. And um, it's not uh, the love like to one person. It can be the love to your country, love to your city, love to your friends, love to the things that you do. So self-development and love. Uh, this is my advice. Keep on doing this, guys, every day. And uh, you can follow my Instagram channel. It's IPSCHO. Uh, LA IP Schola uh, without any uh, spaces and uh, you can follow my personal Instagram account it's uh, Irene uh, Poli you can find it very easily and I would be very happy to communicate with those people who would be interested in this and uh, thank you Abdulaziz for this really 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 cool interview I even didn't notice how one hour passed <laughs> And uh, I want to wish you good luck and success with all of your activities. You seem to be a very clever and intelligent person. And uh, it would be really, really great if we uh, keep communicating. Uh, I wish you to have a nice day and uh, see you soon, I hope. <laughs> Thank you. And I wish you a great day as well.